live show. We, of course, we enter to the chorus of chants. Of course we do. Because it's the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. That's what it is. The only wrestling podcast online. Hello, everybody. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Shoot. Uh, I, I think the other one would be Shoot Brother. Shoot <laughs> Brother. Uh, what yeah. other cheers would we get uh, when we inevitably sell out a 15,000-seater? Of course. Because there are a very few draws in the professional wrestling world that could sell out. That can sell out to capacity. Hogan <laughs> could sell out a place, right? That was his whole thing, right? It was, look at me, I'm the biggest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, I mean, back in those days. Yeah, back in the day, exactly, yeah, back in the days. And could could uh, could Brock Lesnar pull a, pull a crowd? Is he the, he's a draw? <clears throat> yeah, he's a draw. Uh, but I think nowadays for WWE, you're just paying to see WWE. And that's pretty much the draw. Is just, yeah. the, the draw is just it all. You buy a ticket without even knowing who you're going to see. It's been it's been years. It's been yeah. It truly it, it really, yeah to have somebody who can sell out an entire arena just by himself or themselves. You're right. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say himself. Herself. Himself. <laughs> themselves. If you want to talk about sold out arenas, uh, let's get into our podcast. Let's get into uh, the very first second. <laughs> The first uh, dance. The first dance for uh, let's, uh, let's 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 move on over to some AEW Rampage. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Because Mike, I'm talking sold out, and I mean you know the numbers you never know. But this is a <laughs> sold out crowd here in the United Center. Um, on a Friday night, which we did establish last week, is the big arena that they have there. It's like the where the Blackhawks play and the Bulls play and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this is it. The first dance. We've been hyping this up this moment for a while now. And, I mean, without explicitly saying that no one's ever mentioned the name CM Punk, but we're here in Chicago. It has all but been said. And, uh, yeah. They don't really waste any time. The commentary teams welcomes us to the show. Largest crowd in AEW history. The crowd's already chanting CM Punk. And uh, within a few seconds, we hear that classic riff. Cult of personality hits. And the best in the world makes his heroic entrance to his hometown crowd here. Heroic. One of <laughs> the... That is it, right? That's the biggest pop that... That's the biggest pop. I mean, one. I'm not. I won't say it's the biggest pop of all time, but ooh, maybe we yeah. need to add that to the top five, to a top five. <laughs> I don't know if we did a top five biggest pops. Yeah, uh, that'd be per hard. Per well, personalized pops, you know. I mean, because a yeah. lot of that's going to be the emotion that's set around it. But yeah, you're right. Chick magnets back. Uh, that was insane. That was insane. That it, it yeah. was. It, it. I swear to God, it was nine and a half minutes before he even hit the ring. Yeah, just a prolonged. He was soaking it all in. He goes in. He hugs a couple of fans. He even jumps. He falls into the crowd when at one point. When he jumped into the crowd, it was like <laughs> a, equally as big of a pop. Like, yeah, they, we're like, ah! <laughs> they were the nuts security for that. card rushed over. He's like, hey, hey, hey get I him saw out that. Of I saw that. Some guys just <laughs> some guys was hand around, just going like, fuck yeah, yeah fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah, standing ovation. People are crying. One guy got yeah. The one guy went viral. 
And CM Punk's like, if you're making fun of him, you're making fun of me. And we all cry at sports or something like that. One, but, yeah, one man, the the the, uh, the crying man went viral. That's by. what he'll be known. Yeah, the <laughs> crying man. That's what he'll be known as. That's what he'll be known as. Uh, <laughs> let's cut away. The crying man, I think, maybe deserves a little bit of props uh, for this week's uh, Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Hey. hey. One of those halfway throughs. Tweet of the Week, yeah. The Crying Man. I, I screen capped that photo. I sent it to you. It was it was all of us. Was that Crying <laughs> Man. Um, and there's kind of like this little campaign going online to find him. Because apparently, yeah, Mike, like you said, uh, people have been uh, shitting on this guy a little bit, you know, in the in the online world. Tommy Dreaver reached out, reaches out to uh, um, trying to get a hold of CM Punk fan. Um, uh, if you can get a hold of me, I'm going to fly you to Impact Wrestling BFG. Uh, love your passion. I will always. I will also hit up CM Punk and Tony Khan for ticks, meet and greet. Fuck the haters. We appreciate you. And this has caught a little bit of steam, believe it or not. Uh, Tony Khan responded to it by saying, yes, find him and tickets are on me. <laughs> uh, uh, the likes of all those, a lot of Impact, NWA, Mickey James, Nick Aldis, the, uh, you know, all any any sort of big baby face, a lot of members of the Dark Order. They're trying to find this guy. Uh, no word on <laughs> if he's been found or... You know, if it's happened yet, I have tried to follow up on it <clears throat> and could not, could not yeah. find it. But uh, he's out there. Yeah, I hope we track this guy down. Yeah. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. Sounds like yeah, yeah. Me too. Reminds me of. Uh, do you remember Dark Guy from the Toronto Maple Leafs? It's exactly like Dark Guy. <laughs> we need to find yeah. Dark Guy. Um, or we found Dark Guy. <laughs> We found out he ended up getting like a podcast for a little bit. Jesus Christ. Like a radio show, like on TSN radio. Oh, wow. Uh, But either way, yeah, we're getting a little little stir going online. Tommy Dreamer, uh, now three-time Tweet of the Week champion. Hey, Tommy boy. Good old, good old Tommy. Wow. Uh, But yes, so we get that big, long entrance, standing ovation. Um, We even cut to commercial and come back. And we came back. It was so long. (laughs) Uh, and Punk gets in the ring and just starts right off the bat. First thing he says, you really know how to make a kid feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. So immediately just putting over talent on the show. The, the, the very first sentence. Yeah. Apparently Baker was backstage freaking out like, oh, my God. He said my name. Oh, that's got to be one <laughs> of the coolest. Yeah, he just said my name. That's got to be <laughs> that's got to be one of the coolest things for a young for the young talent back there. Just seeing him meeting him. Yeah. So the crowd's chanting CM Punk, and he says, yes, I heard you chanting that for the last seven years. And uh, he says he wants to apologize if any of his personal decisions he made disappointed anyone, let anyone down. He understands. Uh, But you got to understand that I was never going to get healthy physically, spiritually, emotionally, staying in the same place that got me sick in the first place. And then he wants to tell us a story. Takes off his hoodie to reveal the new CM Punk shirt, which looks fantastic. Updated version of his iconic design. You know, the lightning bolt, the red, white, and black. Immediately selling out across the world. I heard it it was crashing (laughs) websites uh, all over the globe. Yeah. So then he, uh, he takes his seat in the middle of the ring to tell us a story. 
takes us back to Ring of Honor back in 2005 when he left with tears in his eyes because he knew that the company he was going to wasn't going to be easy for a guy like him. And then August 13th, 2005, he says he left professional wrestling. And then August 20th, 2021, he's back. And he wants to work with the young talent, the passion that has the passion that was stamped out. Yeah. Uh, He's got some old scores to settle, but he's also back for the young guys. And then he mentions Darby Allen, calls him out, and then the camera pans up high to the rafters where Darby and Sting are just hanging out watching. Uh, Punk tells Darby he's seen all the crazy things you've done. You're tough. You like danger. And there's nothing more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk in Chicago. So I'll see you September 5th. Woo, just like that, just like that, Darby said it. He's like, I don't care if you're the best in the world. He said it months ago. We should have yeah. booked this match Tease. back then. Of course, we'll hear more from CM Punk on Dynamite, making his big Dynamite debut also uh, just last night. Yeah, and then the one final thing, he wraps it up saying he appreciates everyone waiting seven years for him to return. So on the way out, you can grab a free ice cream bar on him. Free ice cream. Hey. <laughs> and it happened. Yeah, after the show, people were posting videos. They were handing out little ice cream bars. To yeah, everyone. just like when you're leaving and, you know, they're giving you like a shirt or a hat or whatever. Yeah, it, or a bobblehead. Yeah, free ice cream. Oh, Sam Punk, yeah. he's the coolest. <laughs> free ice cream and he wants to put over young talent. Ugh, that's well, so cool. Yeah. Uh, but yes, hot opening, but we still had some time left in the show, so... We go to Private Party, taking on Jurassic Express in the Tag Team Eliminator. Uh, First round? First round of that? First round slash semifinals. It's already the semifinals. (laughs) Oh, so quick. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, match was fun. You had, or, uh, yeah, Matt Hardy was there interfering. At one point, JR mentions Hardy's history in TLC matches, which... You know, I don't think WWE doesn't own the the letters TLC, but I don't think you'd ever see a TLC match any other way. Yeah, I wonder what the uh, I bet like tables, ladders, and chairs. Maybe like you know, because they certainly don't own the term ladder match. They can't yeah. <laughs> own the term chair match. But if you put all, or, you know, and then tables. But if you put all three of them together, do they own that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Is that enough? Uh, is three nouns enough? to count as a uh, a trademark you know like one word would be a lot more difficult yeah but i mean like apple i don't know things like that <laughs> yeah like how do you you don't own the word apple do you i don't think an apple's so. a fruit <laughs> i don't know uh anyways the crazy part of this match was when jungle boy goes to do that superplex off the top of luchasaurus's shoulders but then mark quinn kicks him so now Jungle Boy's sitting on Lucha's shoulders, and then Cassidy jumps off the top rope, hitting a Canadian destroyer off of the shoulders into the ring. That was insane. That was the, yeah, the big move of the match. That was huge. Jungle Boy lands yeah. perfectly on the top of his skull. Just when you think you've seen every destroyer variation, they pull that one out. <laughs> God damn it. Get, there's got to be another one out there we haven't thought of. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyways, eventually... Uh, Cassidy rolls up Jungle Boy, tries to put his foot on the ropes, pulls the trunk so hard we get a big glimpse of that jungle alas. Uh, but he kicks out of the pin, and then him and Luchasaurus hit their flipping powerbomb move to get the win. Advance to the final of this mini tournament. Advance to the final and staying hot, staying hot on their way to, uh, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully getting a shot at all out. 
Yeah, I think they're time. I think they're ready. Uh, and yeah, this was a hot match. Hot match. Then we had Jade Cargill taking on Kiera Hogan, which, uh, you know, interesting name choice when you can pick any name. You can pick any Hogan. name professional wrestling, and you would think like uh, Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call yourself Cena. Uh, uh, yeah. Hogan. <laughs> uh, however, I wonder though. I wonder if there's any like Irish gimmicks, and they're called Hogan because you know that's more of a an Irish yeah. name. I mean, it's a name. I mean, yeah. There's got to be other names. Maybe out she's there. like, no, you don't own that name. We're taking that name back from you. Well, Hogan. I mean, hey, there's like six cages and four pages, so well, yeah. you know, let's. Uh, <laughs> there's no problem with that. Yeah, that's so. Uh, yeah, Cargill had that Mark Sterling fellow with her, but still don't know about them. I don't know. It uh, doesn't matter because I feel Kira like they Hogan. were. I feel like they were introduced months and months and months ago, and then I bet they're one of those things that they're like undefeated on dark. <laughs> yeah, probably because it seems like they uh, they have plans for Jade. They're kind of protecting her for now. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. A lot of these people get a lot of wins. I saw the other day like Austin Gunn is twenty nine and zero, <laughs> but just that's... like but it's all elevation uh, yeah. matches, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Cargill. Uh, yeah, Hogan gets a few moves in, but Cargill just takes over, hits the jaded, gets the win. But uh, Hogan had cool hair, like nice colorful hair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Uh, the main event, though, was John Moxley taking on Daniel Garcia, who, uh, yeah, Garcia gets a bit of, bit of offense in. He's got 2.0 at his side. Uh, but Moxley had Eddie Kingston there, and he's got that vicious bulldog choke, which he locks it in deep, and Garcia's forced to tap out in a hurry. And then immediately after, everyone jumps on Mox. There's a big brawl. Sting and Darby come out. Uh, they all beat up the hills and stand tall together. Standing tall. Yeah, this little, uh, is this, this, is a, this is like a new trio, these three. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I think they're going to fight, or I don't know, they have a match together soon or later? I don't know. I can't yeah, yeah, it seems like these guys are the new, just like, baby face. Look at us. <laughs> the baby face, look at us. That's what I'm calling that one. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the first dance. That was the first dance. And, yeah, is that uh, it? I guess probably our next Rampage is not going to be a branded show, right? Yeah, I think they'll just be Rampage. I mean, every once in a while, I'm sure they'll... Like they do on Dynamite, they'll have another special. But yeah, special uh, night. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the one before All Out will be some sort of go home. Oh, that'd be cool. I don't. Know. Yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. Uh, Fantastic. That was it. That was it. That was it. We now. Well, that was it. What else can I say? Well, we now are living in a post-punk world, a <laughs> world where you can't cheer. You can't chant. You can only. Like, you can chant CM Punk all the time. But it's we're not gonna are we we're not gonna hear CM Punk chants on WWE anymore, right? Like, cause now there's no chance of him coming back. No, but I think like it'll be you, to mock them if anything. Yeah, it's like an act of rebellion, is right. Oh, okay. So just just a CM Punk chant is or within WWE is inherently the, yeah the crowd it's more of just on. Uh, we're not happy with what we're seeing, so we're gonna. Make you not happy. That's sick. That's <laughs> better, man. CM. So CM Punk, his name is gonna get chanted on potentially five nights a week. 
Ja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, man, that was perfect. That was perfect. Well, yeah, we're in a post-punk society. Uh, we do have SummerSlam weekend, though. Um, and now, we had a... There was a Friday night SmackDown, of course. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then... Uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown. Live. My biggest takeaway that was that uh, Seth Rollins got covered with a bunch of goo. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, that I, heard, old I heard that. Spot. Uh, <laughs> you know the spot, yeah. folks, where uh, somehow someone's in the middle of the ring and they're wearing a nice suit and then they get covered with goo. Uh, we had that bit. Yeah. I always wondered, like, what does that look like above the ring? What's. Like, what's the big funnel just holding there? <laughs> How do you make it so it doesn't splash the audience? Because also when we were there, you know, when we were at TakeOver, you can clearly, you know, it's there. Remember uh, the last stip in that two or three falls match <laughs> was like the steel cage with weapons. And yeah. you're kind of looking above the uh, above the ring. Just like, huh, I wonder what that large cage-like <laughs> black curtain with a black curtain around it is. Yeah, I'm sure you can see some kind of little... Bucket. Yeah. I'm just. I just mean like, yeah. How does it pour so smoothly and not splatter the audience? Uh, is that technology? Maybe it's actually just some guy with a bucket. <laughs> well, uh, my one takeaway from SmackDown was we got to see the in-ring debut of Rick Boogs. Boogs. Yeah, him and Nakamura defeated Apollo Cruz and Aziz, and it was actually Boogs the one who got the the pen. He would he grabbed Apollo in a dominant stretch and started. Strumming him like a guitar and then hits a pump handle slam. So a hot debut for Boogs. <laughs> yeah, he's he's over. He's entertaining. He's got that cool yeah. little uh, singlet. Looked pretty that, smooth that in the you, ring. That's what you call that, right? A singlet? Yeah. Yeah, one piece singlet there. Uh, yeah. So other than that, everything was all just hyped for SummerSlam. Uh, Roman Cena had one last promo. I forget. Yeah, nothing really. Nothing really we haven't seen already. Except for, oh, yeah, Rain said if I lose at SummerSlam, I'll leave WWE. Oh, yeah. So you got to add that weird stip. Yeah. And you got you to gotta add that weird stip in there. <laughs> but that was about it. Should we just jump right into SummerSlam? Let's get into the main card, SummerSlam 2021. Review. Review. party of the summer. From Allegiant Stadium. In uh, Las Vegas. Yeehaw, home of the Raiders. Uh, wear your mask, folks. That was my biggest takeaway. Um, yeah, big card. They've been they've been they've been saying this is going to be the WrestleMania light, WrestleMania <laughs> Junior. Uh, so that's why we're at the big fucking football stadium, right? There was a kickoff show, I think, so Big E could get his briefcase back. Yeah, Big E fought Baron Corbin. Uh, and they had some special ring announcer that won a TikTok contest, so good oh, for her. Congratulations. <laughs> but, yeah, nothing special. Hot. Crowd was hot for Big E. He hits the big ending, gets the win, takes back his money in the bank contract. And it was kind of funny. As, as he was celebrating, the camera kept showing Logan Paul in the crowd, and every time they would, they'd boo, and then they'd go back to cheering Big E, then they'd show him again. They'd oh, boo. he got super booed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, like they just, the way they just kept going, and it's like they were purposely trying to fuck with the crowd. The Las Vegas showing. crowd, yeah. We're just, yeah. yeah, we're booing this guy. But that brings us to the main show here, uh, kicking off with AJ Styles and Omos defending the Raw Tag titles against RK Bro. Uh, yeah, good choice for the opener. Fun. Crowd pleaser, fast pace, 
didn't get a whole lot of time, but you know, they worked hard with their what they had. Uh, my favorite spot was AJ Styles hitting his his awesome moonsault style in DDT to riddle on the floor. Where he just like flips and catches you and boom. Yeah, that's that that that's <laughs> a good combo move. Um yeah. give it to leave it to, leave it on AJ Styles to just, you know, do do it. Yeah, he'll do it. Uh, then he goes for the phenomenal forearm on Orton, but he avoids that and then hits the RKO, gets a three count. So RK bro, new tag champs. New tag champs. Uh, Matt Riddle was uh, was could not be happier. Yeah, he was having a great time. Uh, on the way up the ramp, I even saw Randy Orton say thank you. Like he was, it was a genuine thank you. I think he's like, hey man, this is fun. Yeah, oh, I, I, it, it probably is, you know, and Randy gets to be champion for a uh, we Last time he held the tag championship with the uh, with the Wyatt family. Yeah, I'm not, and uh, this may be his first reign with these these raw tag titles, the red version. Well, yeah, I mean, before <laughs> the blue SmackDown ones, that would have been before the brands uh, unified. Yeah, so, so just go. another go, just man. another old notch on the Wikipedia. <laughs> just another <laughs> another tick on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he, because he has uh, a bunch of old tag championships. Oh yeah, he's nice. won a bunch of. Them. Uh, then we get Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Uh, the match that really had no business being on the pay per view, but uh, I gotta say, oh, I actually. <laughs> no, no, this is just what I saw. I saw a lot of uh, Lily dolls in the crowd. Fans are holding up Lily dolls, so someone likes it. Well, yeah, it's like when we saw a lot of those fucking fiend belts, <laughs> and you're like, Jesus Christ, I can't, people are buying those? But that thing cost like six grand. This is like <laughs> yeah, a $30. Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, but uh, thankfully, at least they kept the match real short. Uh, Eva picks up Lily, smacks a doll around, which actually got some heat from the crowd. Uh, but then Bliss takes it back, puts the doll in the corner for a big cheer, and Bliss hits her big spiking DDT. Which Eva actually did a good job selling. Uh, and that gives Bliss the win. And afterwards, Dewdrop grabs the mic and says, You're a loser, Eva Marie. And then she puts on her robe and walks away, mocking her. So it seems like that split is here. Yeah, just to bring Dewdrop up to the uh, the main roster. Yeah, I feel like uh, this was bad. I feel like it was bad. And it didn't really uh, yeah, need to be on this pay-per-view at all. Uh, yeah, so I guess, I, I mean, we know why they're doing the fucking doll, so they can sell the fucking doll, right? <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's still gotta go. It's gotta go. Uh, yeah, I don't like the doll. Uh... <laughs> now that yeah. she's just propping it up, and she's gotta stop doing that, like, skipping around thing when she, like, intentionally looks like a seven-year-old. Like, she's, like, it, this is weird, right? Do you see, you see this now that we're in front of people? Uh, I don't see the child thing like you do. Okay, she but. does the thing when she like, uh, I mean, uh, when she like gleefully kind of like skips through with like a la 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 kind of no, fit, I know kind the of skip fake, kind of fit kind of look on her face, and that's but I feel like she did that stuff even before she was this character. She's yeah, but kind of but bubbly. yeah, maybe maybe she's always been a bubbly person, but I feel like back then her promos were scathing and like as a heel. Then she could promo the fuck out of the audience. Where, like, now, because she's the baby <laughs> face, she's just meant to be good, so she's never going to be mean. And she'll probably say things like, you're a meanie. If she says yeah. you're a meanie, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I, 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 if there's any promo from here on out where she says, you're a meanie, 
or something to that effect. No, I think she's still got it. We're not doing Raw. We're not her. doing Raw anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just move on. Sure. Sheamus takes on Damian Priest for the U.S. title here. Um, yeah. Early on, Priest goes for this Topekin hero, but he lands short and just falls hard right onto his spine. Yeah, I saw uh, that one too. Yeah, he's just selling the back the rest of the match there, but that had to hurt legit. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, hard hitting match here. Seamus headbutts Priest with a face shield. So later Priest just rips that mask right off Seamus's face, pounds away on the exposed nose, uh, and then hits the reckoning to get the win and the U.S. title. Yeah, this match built up. I feel like it started kind of slow, but yeah, two big guys, uh, and it ended on a lot of, on a lot of hot notes, a lot of near falls. Yeah. Uh, two, isn't it like Seamus himself? Is one of the best booked people in the last like five years. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially the last year or two, he's had a pretty good run here. But even before that, he had those years with the bar with Cesaro. Yeah, it sort of seems yeah. like he's always around. You know, similar to a he's just kind of like Randy or AJ. He's always yeah. around what's going on. Yeah, yeah, he's usually in the mix. He's in uh, the mix. Then we get the SmackDown Tag Team Title Match. The Usos defending against the Mysterios. Um, and I mean, it was fine, but we've just seen this so much lately. So uh, I guess my favorite part was Ray's pink Macho Man-inspired gear. That's <laughs> that's what I took out of it. Okay. When I took out of it, there was a moment where Ray Mysterio uh, tagged through the middle rope. And I was just kind of like, huh. Like if I if I was <laughs> an, so short, I guess if I was an official, it was on it was like for a hot tag too. I think that's where I really noticed it. You know, Dominic's yeah. in the middle of the ring trying to struggle to get there. Yeah. And if I was the ref, if I was the ref, I don't know. Things could have ended differently. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they hit the USO splash on Ray, but he kicks out. So then the USOs hit him with a massive double super kick. Look a lot like a BTE trigger. Uh, and then one more Uso splash, and that gets the win. So the Usos retain, but no Dominic heel turn yet. Oh, Dom's turn turning heel, not Ray. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna turn on his father. Oh, shit. Because the fans, they don't know Dominic well enough. They don't. They don't want to boo Ray. They're like, you're just some punk kid. That's a Dominic. good point. I don't know, but but some dad just mercilessly beating up his son, <laughs> that could resonate with a lot of audiences. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it could, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see on that one. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, yeah, Usos fucking move on, and uh, us, let's move on, because we have a, a very, very, and it's advertised, right? So here's how advertisements well, 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 Right before this, we did have something else. We what? had something unadvertised. Uh, Rick Boogs came out. And then uh, he just played Nakamura's entrance for no reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, right. Because I, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, shit, is, is Shinsuke going to come out or something? No, I think it was just a moment for Rick Boogs to play, to get the crowd yeah. a little hype. He was over. He was happy. Get Pat the crowd a little jazz. Pat McAfee was on the table, uh, you know, doing like a, you know, he's bopping his yeah. head and everything like that. But uh, when it comes to advertisements, things are advertised <laughs> because they're going to happen. Let's say... Um, there's like a new style of shoe that you like, right? And you see an advertisement that says like August 24th, this new shoe's coming out. And you're like, great, it's coming out. I'm going to kind of set myself, manage myself to do that, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So next up, we have a very advertised match between uh, our SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, taking on Sasha Banks. It's been advertised. It's happening. We get a video package and everything. Yeah. SmackDown Women's Title, WrestleMania rematch. Uh, so Bianca Belair comes out to the ring. Then the ring announcer lets us know Sasha Banks is unable to compete this evening. But they just played a video package. Oh, well, you know. I mean, you buy tickets, uh, doesn't mean LeBron James is going to be playing that night. It's a good point. That's a good point. But sometimes, they, even when he's healthy, they just send him out. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, but uh, teams get fined for that now. Teams get fined for that, which is, well, which is funny. Well, uh, card anyways. subject anyways. to change. Card <laughs> subject to change. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like you said, Mike, uh, Sasha Banks is unable to, unable to compete, so she will be compl- uh, replaced with uh, Carmella. Yeah, boo. The crowd is pissed off. Uh, so at this point, yes, it is, you know, that's a big, that's a big bait and switch. You advertise Sasha to the last second and Carmelo's our replacement. So no one's happy, including Bianca, who gets on the microphone and says, Sasha, me and you are going to do this again. But for now, I'll take it out on Carmella. The ref raises the belt up. We're about to start the match. When the saving grace, that classic music, whoa, <laughs> you know the rest, Becky Lynch. The music hits. The man is back after 16 months uh, here to save us from this horrible Carmella match. (laughs) So at this point, the crowd explodes. I was going nuts. Uh, Just a super loud standing ovation for Becky, who looks fantastic. She gets in the ring. She beats up Carmella. She tosses her out. Then she grabs the microphone and says, how about you and me blow the roof off this joint for that title right now? So Bianca thinks about it for... Blow the roof off. Wow. Yeah. Immediately, my expectations are so high. Mike, tell me more. <laughs> so Bianca thinks about it says, okay, let's do it. It's official. The crowd is going wild. You know, the, the Sasha Banks match would have been big, but maybe this is even bigger. An unannounced Becky Lynch return. Uh, the match is official. The bell rings. Becky goes in for a handshake. Bianca accepts, but then Becky just cheap shots her in the face, pulls her in, hits the manhandle slam. Or the rock bottom. And just like that, she gets a three to the stunned crowd. And uh, Becky's the new champ. So, uh, I mean, people popped. But there was also this, like, what the fuck? Uh, And so was I. Because, I mean, I was super excited up until the last 30 seconds. Everything leading up to it. I love the swerve with the fake Carmella. Becky coming out to save it. But then they don't even get to have a match. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Even well, five minutes, ten minutes, give me anything, more than 27 seconds. Well, yeah, Mike, I was just about to say, you were uh, into it to the last 30 seconds. I wouldn't even give you 30. I'd give you 26. Yeah, 26, I mean. 26 bell to bell, yeah. <clears throat> so it was literally up until that, it was fantastic. Yeah, the whole build, the return. Also, uh, the thing, like, you know, if Bianca lost, anyway, if Bianca lost, you know, put the belt back on Becky Lynch right away, sure, whatever, but 10, 15 minutes, this whole segment, which is crazy, the match time was 26 seconds, this whole segment felt like 15 minutes, because yeah. Bianca came out, then the and then... Then the guy had to say blah, 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 and then Carmella had to come out, then Becky had to come out, then obviously, like, kind of bask in the chance, and then, you know, grab a mic. It was, it, this this whole thing went way too long for us to have this squash match. It sucked. It sucked. This ending sucked. I gotta say it, Mike. I'm sorry. No, I'm not happy with the way the match went. 
you know, Bianca had such a big year winning the Huge Rumble. Year. Winning, she's been, yeah, you booked her very strong. And then to have her lose like this, I mean, and it was it was confusing because, I mean, the manhandle slam's not really a super established. Like, she's won matches with her before, but, like, the crowd didn't pop to it. Like, someone hitting the stunner or something, we didn't really know. And all of a sudden, the match is over, and she's the champ. I mean, everyone's happy she's back, but I don't think anyone was happy with the actual match. And, and I have, yeah, I have no idea why. It just sucked. And uh, apparently, the word is, this is supposed to be Becky turning heel, which is a mistake as well. At least wait, like, two months. She just got back. Who wants to boo the brand new mom that everyone loved? No, because here's the thing. You can't get rid of your top babyface without replacing them with another top babyface. If you just remove your top babyface, suddenly there's nobody and we have no, I, I have no one to cheer for, right? And everyone, yeah, people are still going to cheer Becky most of the time anyways. Feel like it's gonna happen more of the time, anyways. Um, yeah, just a bummer. And don't tell us you're gonna fucking burn the house down, and then do a twenty second. Like she didn't have to say that. She could have just said, "What if you and I have a match right now?" <laughs> she didn't have to say, "Blow the roof off this place." Like that set my expectations way too high. Well, in that regard, then maybe the heel turn did work a little. And bit. maybe it did work on me. <laughs> the heel turn worked she on teased. me, honestly, because she because she owes us. A a twenty seven minute long match with Bianca Belair. Twenty seven yeah. no, minutes. No, I was uh, not yeah, a set. Not disappointing. a second less. Yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, the return was great. Everything up until the actual match was great. Uh, thank God for Carmella. <laughs> she probably. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, yeah. <clears throat> she got booed uh, out of the audience. Speaking of disappointing, let's get to our next matchup: Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal, Veer and Shanky are banned from ringside. Um. Yeah, yeah this so was another uh, one. Drew wins. Yeah, obviously. Drew wins. They kept it. They kept it under five minutes, thankfully. And, you know what's weird uh, is that sometimes AEW will let these matches play out just on te- like this. This match could have feuded out and played out on TV, right? Just advertise it for Raw if you like it so much, but don't put it on. Yeah, take this one and take the Eva Marie match. Those two could have easily been on off the card. And yeah, no boom! That could spike a needle somewhere. And then give those 10 minutes to Becky and Bianca. Right? It's not that hard, guys. <laughs> it's book. It's wrestling. It's not that hard. Uh, then we get the triple threat. Raw Women's Championship match. Nikki A.S.H. versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And uh, Nikki already losing some of her shine. Getting a mixed reaction. Some boos. Noticeable boos. But uh, the kids still like it. <clears throat> and, well, you know, we're, we're try- testing out these new markets as we return. It's all going to be... It's all up in the air. Yeah. Uh, and, well, you know, this match, these three, we've seen them fight each other every variation possible the last few weeks. And, but, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they still put on a good performance here. Uh, Nikki was hitting her big cross bodies off the top rope to the floor. But then Charlotte says, check this out, and hits the beautiful corkscrew moonsault off the top rope to the floor, slamming Nikki hard into the barricade. Uh, but yeah, they all have their little moments to shine, but eventually it's Charlotte who gets Nikki in the figure eight, and she taps out. So Charlotte is once again the champion for the 12th time, and uh, she will lose it by Labor Day. 
So <laughs> just so we can get that thirteenth. <laughs> no way. Yeah. This no. This is gonna be a rain. <laughs> this this one's gonna be the rain. This is uh, gonna be the one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to we'll go to Mania. We'll go to Mania. Oh no no. no. Oh come on. She'll come be going on. for sixteen by Mania. <laughs> Look what you're talking about here. You're talking about Charlotte Flair. You're not just talking about you know any Tom Dick and Harry out there on the roster. No no. <laughs> this is a woman who. Um, is probably like 200 days less than Becky Lynch's kind of raw, you know, holding. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we got to be like her. five times the reigns, though. Exactly. Right. So now, OK, we have enough reigns and now let's kind of bump up our days with it. I think we'll I, see. I think, I, I think, I think they just, they just want to hit that number no. so bad. <clears throat> oh, of course. But uh, Charlotte worked this entire match. I don't know if uh, I caught that immediately. Um, it was that it was like so it's the three of them and then Nikki Ash gets thrown out of the ring and then it's Charlotte Rhea and then Nikki <laughs> Ash comes in and Rhea leave and then it's Charlotte and Nikki and then it was the three of them again Charlotte worked the entire there was maybe there I felt like there was 45 seconds of interaction specifically between Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash the rest <laughs> was just Charlotte Flair proving why she is uh, one of the strongest in the division if not the strongest there I said it <laughs> hey, it's yours to say. Uh, but either way, Charlotte walks away, 12-time champ. You rhymed a lot there. You're like, it was yours to say, but either way, Charlotte <laughs> walks away. <laughs> I was like, wow, jeez. Yeah. Um, that was fantastic. And then we move on to the uh, the next match of the night. Seth Rollins taking on edge in a normal just no-goo match. A no-goo match. <laughs> No goo, but we did have one of my favorite parts of the evening when Edge came out to his classic Brood theme song. He came up through the ring of fire. He even had the, the sunglasses on and everything. And I think a lot of the Allegiant Stadium crowd was like me and just didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, not everyone kind of got it, but I That's fine, it. that's uh, fine. <laughs> great throwback. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you at least have seen uh, the old, you remember, Gang Growl? Their mm -hmm. leader, the yeah, vampire. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. So his stick, he used to come down to the ring with a goblet full of fake blood, and he would spit it into the crowd. It's uh, pretty cool. And then, so I went to Monday Night Raw, and on the way out after the show, we saw this guy in a white shirt covered in blood. We're like, what happened, man? He's like, I was in the front row. Gangrel got me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just funny, but imagine that. Some guy's just spitting all over you. Yeah. Jesus. But. Anyways, uh, the match was fun. The crowd was hot for Edge. Uh, this got a bunch of time here. Second longest on the show. Uh, so they took their time. You know, kind of slowly built up as they went. They're all just performing their greatest hits. Edge hitting all his moves with the word Edge in it. He's got a bunch of them. Oh, there's like the Edge the Educationer. Education, the Educator, the Edgematic. Uh, I, it, was, uh, it was almost like Michael Cole was just like in a in a in a way in, in a thesaurus, just looking for more <laughs> words that kind of have X, like E X, yeah. like that sound, or yeah. edge. Uh, there was one spot where they both jump up to the top rope and they're just balancing together. Edge hits a big swinging neckbreaker, uh, and then he hits a glam slam, a nice tribute to his wife. Uh, and then he he hits the big spear, diving through the middle rope. Uh, and then he goes for a regular spear, but Rollins counters it with a jumping pedigree. But then Edge fights back, puts Rollins in the crossface, and then he adds a sleeper hold. And Rollins taps out. Edge wins. Edge wins! Finally! 
got the big win. Uh, crowd was happy. Uh, yeah, solid match. I feel like he hasn't uh, won on a pay per view since that uh, since the greatest wrestling match of all time, or whenever that was. Uh, well, he won the Royal Rumble. Oh, good point. Yeah. Okay. Sh- yeah. Short of the re- yeah, I guess yeah. A lot of those singles matches. Yeah, I feel um, you know, he he lost to Rand, he lost to the Rand Man, lost to Roman, lost to Roman and Daniel Bryan. Uh, so yeah, it was great to see him get a dub. Yeah. Uh, then between matches, Miz and Morrison come out, talk about moisture and their Dripstick 2000, which was stolen by Xavier Woods, who comes out with his. Scott Hall, NWO Wolfpack gear, and he's just got a big water tank on his back like the Ghostbusters. Soaks them both and leaves. That was it. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then Bobby Lashley defends that WWE title against Bill Goldberg. Uh, I didn't mention it earlier, but this, uh, I guess, I don't know, something to do with the way the stadium was set up. We didn't get any pyro, only just smoke and fog machines. Yeah, well, it seemed more like the entrance that we've seen before, uh, you know, when they walk kind of diagonally and then down across. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe. But they didn't know. even, it, was, it was weird. They didn't even have, like, the sparklers for Goldberg's entrance, where he walks through the sparks. They didn't even have that. You but, need sparklers. Yeah. Anyways, they kept this one short. Standard Goldberg stuff. Uh, he gets a couple moves in early on. He spears Lashley on the floor. But then behind the ref's back, MVP swings his cane at Goldberg's knee. And Goldberg sells it like five seconds later. <laughs> Delayed. <laughs> he's like, oh! You know, well, yeah. you know, he's an old man. It takes a long time for those nerves, you know, to kind of <laughs> yeah. respond, go up the leg. <laughs> so, uh, lastly, takes advantage. He starts targeting that knee. Picks Goldberg up. Rams him hard into the ring post multiple times. They get back in the ring. Goldberg can't even stand. <gasps> so the ref... Calls the match. Goldberg cannot continue. So Bobby Lashley wins due to ref stoppage. Referee stoppage. What a lame. What a lame. Yeah, end- I don't think what I've a ever lame ending that. for a lame match. Yeah, especially Goldberg. I mean, I know he's an old guy, but his legacy's kind of you know he's a big beast. He doesn't just lose to referee stoppage. I don't know. <sighs> that's, uh, a, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. <laughs> and then afterwards, he beats up Goldberg some more with a chair. So his son Gage. Jumps on Bobby Lashley, but then he gets put in the hurt lock and knocked out. And MVP's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Lashley had no idea that that was his son when he jumped him from behind. I don't even know. How old is this son? I'm going to say, uh, how, how old do you have to be to take a bump legally? That's what I was. Because the last time I saw him, he looked like a little kid, and that was only like five years ago. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he's uh, maybe he freshly turned 18. 18? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's barely, uh, maybe he's barely legal. <laughs> Uh, main event time. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, move on because that was bad. <laughs> the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defending against John Cena. Uh, Cena has a new Super Mario Bros. 3 inspired shirt, if you notice that. Oh, it was. <laughs> I, I, it, it appeared to me in a like little more CM Punk inspired shirt. Nope. Okay. I mean, Punk might have had. I mean, video games. Video okay. game references are popular all around. Oh, okay, no, okay, no, because I've seen that CM Punk shirt. Uh, I think that, other guys have done that exact that, Yeah, it looks the exact same, yeah. but Because it's an iconic, yeah. It's, it's just Mario a look. Brothers 3. It, it's a I've look. I've seen Daniel Bryan. I've seen Sami Zayn. Of course. Anyways. Uh, so the match itself, Cena starts off good. 
He's getting cocky, but then Reigns just takes over for a while. Beats the shit out of Cena. Uh, yeah, just keeps shutting him down. Uh, eventually, Cena does have his comeback. He hits the five-knuckle shuffle. He hits the AA, but Romans kicks out of that. So he locks in the STF. Uh, they fight their way to the floor. Cena hits another AA, but this time through the announce table. He throws Reigns into the ring, goes for the cover, but Reigns kicks out a 2.9. Uh, and then Reigns fights back, hits a Superman punch for his own near fall. They fight their way up to the top rope. Cena hits an avalanche AA, and this time Roman Reigns barely kicks out. Big near fall. So at this point, the crowd's getting pretty hot. All these false finishes. Uh, Cena does Roman's ooh, uh, <laughs> goes for this, <laughs> goes for a spear, but Reigns avoids that. Hits another Superman punch, and then he hits his spear. And that gets him the three count, retain his title. And that gets him the win. You know what? Not quite, not not the classic that I thought it could have been. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, you it know, wasn't five stars. But. I, you know, I thought it could have been a very, very good match. I still think it was. It was probably my favorite match. Yeah, it was good. It was probably my favorite match on the card. I'd say this yeah. or uh, Charlotte. I'd say would kind of be my <laughs> top two. But yeah, no, the match was good. Mm. Uh, but as Roman Reigns is celebrating. We get our second return of the night as Brock Lesnar, his music hits uh, with a bit of a different look. He's got a beard. He's got the Goro ponytail on top of his head. Uh, yeah, the Beast is back. And Paul Heyman is like, oh, my God, what do I do? Who do I choose? Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, he was just caught cheating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he wad waddled away. Well, I think it's uh, probably one of Newton's laws about stuff, right? Newton's laws of stuff. For every action, there is a reaction. Uh, so of course, yeah, because you know, SummerSlam did come on the heels of, of Rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you saw the memes, the the sort of Vince backing up the bank truck for Brock Lesnar, like Friday <laughs> night and and Saturday morning. Like we'll fly it out. We'll fly it out here. Like how much money do you want? Because they got punk. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like either way, we were always going to get one of the returns. But maybe Becky was the one that they rushed back because this, I mean, by all accounts, this Sasha Banks match was supposed to happen. And then she got pulled last minute. We don't really know the exact reason. Well, I feel like you maybe, I feel like you have to know a day in advance if you. Yeah. Well, at that point, they're probably just doing it for the surprise for Becky. But I mean, uh, yeah, I've also heard maybe Becky. Maybe that's why the match was only 30 seconds, because Becky isn't fully cleared or ready to return. Oh, okay. So they just gave her a quick, uh... Okay, yeah. I get it. I get it. But it was... Yeah, I don't know. But either way, uh, the Beast is back. Brock Lesnar. They didn't really... They didn't touch. Roman just left the ring. So not tonight. No. But, yeah. It's at the point now where the roles are reversed, and, uh, yeah, babyface Brock Lesnar against Roman. Could be but, wow, what's the point of watching Monday Night Raw anymore? Yeah, all the big stuff was. Smackdown. I mean, but I mean, so 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 SmackDown has Edge, Seth, Becky, Brock, Roman. Uh, it's got Ray and Dom. Yeah. Like I'm trying pretty, to think. Uh, everything but RK Bro. Pretty much. It's got Shinsuke. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much all Monday Night Raw has now is just RK Bro and Charlotte. Like that's literally all they have, right? <laughs> For uh, some people, yeah. 
I can't think of anything else on <laughs> uh, SummerSlam. That was great. SummerSlam, yeah. That was an yeah. okay show. It picked up. It was okay. There were matches yeah. and ins and outs. That Becky booking decision was odd, especially because we went through the entire card last week booking how Becky could be affecting literally every single match, being booked like a badass. But uh, yeah. not the case. Yeah, not the case. Uh, yeah, just an average SummerSlam. Couple, couple good moments, but uh, yeah, really nothing that I'll be revisiting. Yeah, too bad. Actually. Too bad. Uh, well, then let's get jump on to the next night because the first time on a Sunday for some reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it felt weird. I know. Uh, we have NXT Takeover Thirty Six. That's right, live from the CWC. Uh, they did have a bonus pre-show match. Wasn't really that important. Ridge okay. Holland squashes Trey Baxter. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fine. Ridge Holland's a big guy. Yeah. yeah, he's back. He's getting some wins. Uh, but let's go to the main show here because we kick off with L.A. Knight taking on Cameron Grimes Eel. in that million million dollar title match. And if Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase must become L.A. Knight's butler. Uh, so of course, Mr. DiBiase escorts Grimes to the ring and. Uh, he came out with a garbage can, which they take off Grimes' butler outfit, throw into the garbage can, and revealing his sparkly new million-dollar-inspired gear. Looks great. It looks great. Looks great. Uh, yeah, crowds fired up for Grimey. Lots of to-the-moon chants. Uh, yeah. So he hits. Uh, he does the move he does every match. I don't. I forget what he calls it, but he does that like shooting star power slam move, where the guy runs and he flips with you and. Oh yeah, it's kind of like uh or it's kind of like, you know, Randy does that kind of thing too, but without the flip. Without the flip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just love it. Every time Grimes does it. He nearly lands on his head. It scares me. It's pretty, it's, a, it's a cool maneuver. Yeah. Uh but then LA Knight, he hits a huge release German suplex off the top rope. Uh Grimes locks in the million dollar dream, which is a rare standing submission. Uh so things aren't going Knight's way. He gets frustrated, grabs the million-dollar title, but then Grimes kicks him in the head. And while the ref is busy taking away the million-dollar belt, uh, Ted just punches Knight. The ref brings the belt back over. Ted just tosses it away again. So the ref's distracted a second time, and he puts the million-dollar dream onto Knight, tosses him back in the ring where Grimes hits a picture-perfect cave-in to get the three-count and win the million-dollar title. What a way to kick off the show. Yeah, good stuff. Everyone's happy with the ending. Every uh, the yeah. crowd was stoked. It was fun. Had a it you might know. have been the best cave in I've ever seen him do. He landed like perfectly on his feet after. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's a good maneuver. Wait, the cave in is way better than the coup de gras, and you can't change <laughs> you you can't convince me otherwise. Uh, yeah, the the butler thing worked for a couple weeks, and now we get to you know maybe these guys will clash again. But uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Then we go to the NXT Women's Championship match. Raquel Gonzalez defending against Dakota Kai. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it last week, but I just love the slight change Dakota made. She looks different, but she's the same. I don't know. I got like an Uma Thurman vibe from her, her hair and stuff. Okay, I don't think I noticed that. It's still pink, it's still pink right? <laughs> still pink, but oh, just okay. like the okay. style of it. She's like, oh, okay. I don't know, it looks okay. longer. Anyway, she was the heel, but the crowd was rooting for Dakota, I think. Uh, so was I. Uh, yeah, just a good hard-fought back-and-forth match. Dakota's working over Raquel's arm. 
trying to prevent that one arm power bomb. Uh, yeah, at one point Raquel hits this cool. It was like an alley oop power bomb where she picks you up, tosses mm-hmm. her over her head, lands her on the ropes, just whips her down hard. Yeah, and then she and uh, then Dakota Kai flipped when you know, she got bounced off yeah, the like, rope. Boing. Got a yeah, little holy shit moment. <laughs> And then a bit after that, they fight their way up to the top rope where Raquel hoists up Kai and hits a super chingola bomb. And that gets her the three count to retain. Uh, yeah, pretty good match. Yeah, in a very good match. I think this is because what Gonzalez had, you know, she won to she won it from Rhea. And then had another good match against Io, I think. Uh Anyways, this, uh, yeah, this was on par with those, I think. Remember those first, that, you know, when she won the championship and we were like, holy shit, Raquel Gonzalez is super big and super over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh. this was definitely that type of uh, energy again. And as she celebrates the win, uh, that's when Kaylee Ray, former NXT UK champ, comes out, stares her down. Great. So it looks like she's here. She's in NXT now. NXT. That was great. That was great. But up next is the match that I was most anticipating this whole weekend. That is the NXT UK Championship. Walter defending against Ilya Dragunov. Uh, Of course, Walter, the longest reigning champion of any kind of this modern era in WWE. What's the the cutoff for the modern era? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Color television. (laughs) Uh, but yes, this match highly anticipated after that five-star affair last year and uh, lived up to the hype, definitely. Uh, Dragonov just comes out real hot, massive bear chops everywhere. We would see tons of chops, tons of slaps throughout this match. Just one of the most hard-hitting matches you'll ever see. This, this was so, this really was. And the crowd was into it every time where they would quiet down when they, when they yeah. felt a big chop was coming. Yeah, and you could see it on Dragunov's chest, just a complete, just red, bloody, blistered Gr- mess. Ground beef, Ground baby. beef, yeah, ground beef at the hands of Walter. Uh, a nice a nice 70-30 chuck. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we got tons of great mat-based wrestling, submission, technical stuff, uh, a little bit of everything in this match. Crowd was into it all. They love both these guys, but, you know, Dragunov, he's just got that fiery babyface passion. Uh, it's hard not to root for him. Uh, yeah, you know, he won't go down. Those massive chops from Walter. Uh, he even he's even able to lift Walter up and slam him down a couple times. He uh, he good. got it. He got it. He got the Andre moment. Yeah, slams him down. Uh, Walter gets Ilya with a big sleeper suplex, but then Ilya just runs in, hits the torpedo Moscow to the back of Walter's head. Then he climbs up, hits another torpedo to the front this time, but Walter kicks out at two. So they exchange some more chops. Walter nails the massive knife edge chop for a big two count. Then he hits the Walter splash, and Ilya kicks out of that. So uh, we're getting right to the end here. Ilya puts on his final flurry of offense, gets Walter in a sleeper hold. Walter slams him down, but Ilya just keeps it locked in, and eventually he just rips Walter off his feet in the deep sleeper halt, and Walter's got no choice but to tap out. The reign is over. 800-plus days. Ilya Dragunov is the new NXT UK champ. This was the—yeah, this this the best match of the weekend. 
best match yeah. of the weekend, and the weekend's not even over. Match of the year candidate. Match of the year. Uh, who was amazing. The David Goliath, the Andre moment. Every chop was just heard throughout the entire arena. Yeah. Just a yeah, amazing match. Yeah. And a nice emotional celebration. The crowd gives him a standing ovation. And yeah. Dragunov. He's a, they're both. They're both amazing. Uh, I just hope we see more of them. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, NXT UK is a bit of a dead branch. If you want to come over and settle your settle your differences here on uh, on a NXT Takeover pay per view, hey, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. But yeah, it was <sighs> exactly that. It was incredible. Uh, match match of the weekend. And uh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> we had a quick little backstage. William Regal talking to Samoa Joe about the upcoming title match and. He's very professional, but at the end, he says, Joe, I want you to kick his ass. And he shakes his hand. <laughs> kick his ass. <laughs> let's kick some more ass. It's the undis- yes. Let's get ourselves to the undisputed finale. That's right. Kyle Two O'Reilly, out of three falls. Adam Cole. Ky- <laughs> God damn it, Mike. <laughs> Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Two out of three falls. <laughs> Uh, the first fall is just a traditional wrestling match. Uh, Adam Cole, he had on these gold and green trunks, looked like the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, they wore, they've worn those before. I've seen those before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, either way, Adam Cole, he's supposed to be the heel in this match, but not for this crowd. They were 100% in favor of Cole over Kyle. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they're both great performers. We start off with a good back and forth. Uh, Cole goes for Panama Sunrise, but Kyle blocks it into a pinfall, and he gets a three count, winning the first fall like that. Quick. Uh, so this is Very quick. Quick Kyle. Uh, so we jump right into the second fall here. Street fight. So we get the chairs, the trash cans. Uh, yeah, Cole just starts unloading on Kyle, targeting the ribs. Bunch of chair shots, kendo sticks. At one point, Adam Cole, he used Britt Baker's lockjaw submission for a second there. It's pretty cool. And then he may have forgotten and be like, oops, shouldn't do that yet. Yeah. Well, shouldn't do that yet. He wasn't wearing a glove either. Not <laughs> COVID friendly. Uh, but then both men just pull these chains out, wrap their hands, start punching each other. Uh, we get the old two chairs set up, but not the table. They put them with the pointy ends facing each other. Uh, and then <laughs> Kyle gets tossed off the top rope, spine first onto those. That's got to hurt. Ooh, Anyone. Yeah. Any man. That hurt. Any man or woman. Amen. Uh, or child. Or child. Uh, so Cole follows that up with the last shot to get the three count. Wins the second fall. So, of course, we go to the third and final fall, which will be decided inside a steel cage. Um, yeah. Just more, more good action here. Kyle steals Cole's last shot. That gets him a near fall. And then Cole hits the Panama Sunrise. For another near fall, and that's when he pulls out a pair of handcuffs. He cuffs Kyle to the ropes, super kicks. Uh, yeah, super kicks him in the face, just starts mocking him. Goes for another one, but then, uh, yeah, Kyle just catches his leg into the heel hook, and Adam Cole taps out. Kyle wins to the dismay of the crowd. To the confusion of the crowd. And they took like four minutes in the middle here, uh, kind of like to get the cage like down and 
secured and fastened and things like that. Yeah, I thought this was going to be another Adam Cole 52-minute uh, two out of three falls match. And they, yeah, it, it feels like they sort of, it was just fast paced two out of three falls, which, uh, maybe you don't get to see too much, but yeah, Kyle Riley needed to win whether Adam Cole resigns or not. And he's not, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Kyle Riley needs to win because he needs to be the guy who could, you know, have a singles match against somebody else. Adam Cole yeah. is impervious to pain or bad booking. Yeah, and whether he goes to the main roster or to another company, I think regardless, this was his last match in NXT. So, yeah, it makes sense to give Kyle the win. Mm -hmm. He's going to be sticking around. Uh, but, yeah, the crowd, uh, I mean, he's against Adam Cole, but I don't think the crowd's fully on board with babyface Kyle O'Reilly. Well, it's going to be, it's hard, I don't know, it's just hard to cheer against Adam Cole, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. Kyle, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where they go with him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, more importantly, we'll see where Adam Cole goes. In these oh, we know weeks. where Adam Cole's going. <laughs> I mean, yeah, rumor is he's just a straight-up free agent, so I don't think there's any 30-day, 90-day no-compete. I think he's just free to go where he wants, where his girlfriend works. <laughs> where, yeah, I mean, that's where, that's where it's going to be. So, so uh, let's go to this main event here. We got the NXT title, Karrion Cross defending against Samoa Joe, his long-awaited return to the ring. Uh, even though, he, I always forget, he did have a match like February of 2020, but I don't even remember. Seems like he's pretty much hasn't wrestled in five years. It fe yeah, it, fe it feels like forever, but maybe it hasn't been forever. You're right. Yeah, but anyways, the crowd's chanting for Joe. Uh, Joe's going to kill you, all that stuff. So... Uh, this was a pretty fast match. Uh, you know, Joe showing no ring rust. Everyone's loving him. Uh, and also at Cross, they were chanting, we want Scarlet. Because once again, she was missing. She is nowhere to be found this last month. They drowned out the we want Charlotte chants. Like they, Scarlet. you, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, I, I want Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, if Charlotte had come out, I would have been like, yeah, finally, something, <laughs> something to do. Um, yeah, because you could hear it. And then you could hear them like as they're turning down the we want Scarlet in the like the crowd noise because you stopped hearing any crowd noise, but you could see them banging on the thing on like the yeah. things they have there or whatever. Uh, it's been like a month, though. It must be something else though right uh yeah i don't know because it's there has to yeah, be some a... other reason she would be Maybe gone just... without without any word you know like an illness yeah. a surgery i don't know maybe they're just worried that she's more over than he is and uh <laughs> they're like let's take her away get him over but it's doing the opposite yeah that uh yeah that could happen you're right <clears throat> So, anyways, carrying across, he's hitting all his moves, but Joe is the biggest challenge he's had yet. Uh, Joe gets the Coquina clutch locked in, Cross reverses it to the cross jacket, and we get this nice shot where blood is dripping out of Joe's mouth. Uh, and Cross climbs up to the top rope. Joe nails him with an insiguri to the head, and then he picks him up and hits the muscle buster, a move that we have not seen since he ended Tyson's kid career with it. And, uh, of course, that gets him the three count. And he wins the NXT title, becoming the first ever three-time champion. 
first ever. Yeah, that uh, that what is Muscle Buster? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's a damn good move. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, yeah. So I love it. Welcome back, Joe. He celebrates as the pyro goes off. And uh, yeah, I think much like Adam Cole, that will be carrying across his last NXT match. Very much so. You know what? It's a shame that I don't know how I don't know how Karrion Cross was booked to be champion in the first place. Like, you know, if Tri if Trips and Matt Bloom, they know what's going on down there. It, it just feels, you know, I remember Keith Lee got the belt and then Keith Lee got pulled up to the main roster. But it just felt weird that I feel like Karrion Cross should have gone straight to the main roster. Like, this little NXT time has just felt bizarre because it left all these other mid-carders... Or like all these other main eventers with nothing to do. Yeah. It's honestly yeah. like, well, because Karrion Cross won, but he was booked well until he won the first time. And then he hurt himself. And then that Finn Balor period was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then he wins it again. And then it like went back down. It was like the ups and downs of, of the NXT, uh, you know, of NXT seemed to go with him winning and losing <laughs> that championship. Yeah, no, I'm uh, just happy it's back on Joe, and uh, we can get some cool matches out of that. Yeah, we can do something with it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was TakeOver. That was Adam Cole's last match in NXT, and that was probably Karrion Cross's last match in NXT. A lot of last matches here. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, Mike, we've been sitting here uh, a long time doing this. Should we take a break before we uh, dive into the rest of the show? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay, let's do that. We'll be back with the uh, with the main roster action and some dynamite. So stick around. Back here, part two for you folks. Uh, after one of the biggest weekends of returns in a th in a two day span, you got CM Punk, you got Brock Lesnar, you got Becky Lynch. Yeah, huge stuff there. Uh, and in order of how long uh, or, you know, in order of how much fans have been chanting for their returns, we have CM Punk, Becky Lynch, mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we never really hear any We Want Brock. We chance. never hear a We Want <laughs> Brock, but Vince is convinced he's like the biggest draw in the history of the business. We've never heard one. I think it's because maybe because people just don't expect Brock to be there. It's like, ah, he's not showing up. It's yeah, I, ah, it's TV. It's, it's, he's not going to yeah. show up. He doesn't care. It's like, holy shit, it's Brock. Because, I mean, you know, when, when Mike, when you and I saw, I mean, you've seen Brock. You've been fortunate enough to see Brock Lesnar twice now. and both Three times. Three times. When was the third? Third was that roadblock when uh, he squashed Luke Harper. Oh, okay, right. I think you've it's told the only me that time story I've seen before. him win, though. It's the only time I've seen him win, uh, uh, which is so rare. Um, yeah. <laughs> but all three times that you saw Brock Lesnar, he was advertised. Yeah, and he was a big deal. I mean, when he enters the room, you can feel it. You can feel his presence. You can feel just his loomingness. You can yeah. feel his his. His his top man bun shaved side, <laughs> almost like a hipster. <laughs> almost like a haircut yeah. a hipster would have. Plus, I called him Goro from Mortal Kombat because he looks just like Goro. Oh, okay, okay. He doesn't have the forearms, but he's got the same build. Everything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with Goro's forearms? No, I mean like he literally has four arms. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about his no, forearms. No, no. I was like, wow. He's a Shokan race where they have four arms. Okay, they have four arms. Gotcha. So he can he can grab you with his two bottom arms and then pound your head with his two top arms. How many legs does he have? 
Just two. Okay. It's pretty much everything else is normal. Well, yeah, everything else is normal except for his forearms. Wow. <laughs> what about the forearms no. of his forearms? Are they like any they're bigger the- than normal? I mean, they're, he's jacked, so they're just <laughs> thick, like Popeye forearms. He's got Popeye forearms on his forearms. Mm-hmm. Wow. Way to uh, go, Goro. <laughs> uh, big shout out, but let's move on in the uh, in the podcast, shall we? Because we're coming a few days out of SummerSlam, and we have our uh, you know kind of comeback show for Monday Night Raw. Let's get Raw! <laughs> So we start off with Bobby Lashley, MVP, coming out, just bragging about defeating Goldberg and, you know, getting jumped by his son and beating him up. Uh, but then Damian Priest interrupts, challenges Lashley, and, uh, yeah, they just kind of start exchanging blows, and uh, we lead right into a match between the two. Okay. Uh, but doesn't really have too much happen, because in the middle of it all, Sheamus runs out, attacks Priest, causing the DQ. So the two of them, they beat up Priest together until Drew McIntyre comes out, makes a save, and you know what this leads us to. A tag, baby! <laughs> We've right. done, we do this all the, we do this shit all the time! Yeah. We got Damien Priest and Drew McIntyre taking on Bobby Lashley and Sheamus! Yeah, uh, nothing special though. I guess the big moment, Sheamus hits the white noise off the top rope, but Drew kicks out of that. And then at some point, Lashley just says, ah, don't need this. Abandons the match. Abandons Sheamus, who eats a Claymore. And that's the end. Um, Man, this had to t- this took up the first hour, right? Because including <laughs> the video package that kicked off the show. And then, you know, the promo before, Damian Priest coming down. Like, this, I swear to God, this took an hour. It was fine. Probably because close the to, sh- yeah, I didn't. Because uh... then the rest of the show, I was like, great, only two more hours. <laughs> yeah, we go backstage where Dewdrop cuts a promo on Eva Marie. She's done with her, but she says she's going to keep the name Dewdrop, which I don't know. Does that imply that Eva Marie named Piper Niven in the first place? Yeah, I think she did. Because I don't remember anybody saying, like, Eva Marie saying, like, you might know her as Piper Niven, but I'm in charge, so I'm calling her Dewdrop. Like, it never, we, it was never they established never... that Eva Marie was the reason for the name change. No, I think they interviewed her, and they they went to ask her name, like, what's your name? And then Eva cut off and was like, Dewdrop. Oh, okay, so that, in that case, then it was like, in Piper Niven's face, was probably like, but that's not my name, and now I have yeah. no other opportunity to uh, clarify that with the audience. Well... Anyway, she's done with Eva, but then she gets attacked from behind and laid out. So Eva's not done with her. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, Where's then... Charlotte? <laughs> uh, you'll get some Charlotte. <laughs> Thank God. Jesus Christ, this show needs some momentum. Uh, well, how's this? You got Karrion Cross coming out with this uh, this mask. I don't know. Is this red, like, hockey mask? I don't He's know wearing a... A samurai uh, mask? No, it wasn't a hockey mask. Yeah, it was like a samurai mask. Oh, I was going to say a sex fetish mask thing. A sex fetish. Chains that come down. Similar, if you can picture the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. He had had everything but the gag. If only he had the gag. And then he had the X, the leather thing that was like leather suspenders. He he was wearing suspenders that were crisscrossed applesauce. Hey, crisscross. Crisscross. Oh, my God. It's weird. It's like. 
yeah, why you're tweaking the look. It doesn't really need it just made him look worse. Honestly, Karrion like Cross a... looked like he auditioned for uh for retribution and they said no. <laughs> yeah. This guy's and, a fucking uh, joke. Yeah. He looked like a joke. Uh he was taking on Ricochet here. Uh at least in the he man at least he takes off that mask, but the straps are still there when he's fighting. So <laughs> it looks weird. Uh looks like a baby. I don't know, for some reason. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah. Why did he get a new look? I didn't think there was anything wrong with his first look. Yeah, they did the same thing with Keith Lee. Remember? They're like, oh, got to put a shirt on they that They put guy. a shirt gotta... on him. And it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that was cool. That was his thing. He didn't wear a shirt. Yeah. He was chunky. Uh, so he just manhandles Ricochet, puts him in the cross jacket, gets the win. And, uh, yeah, we're still just waiting on Scarlet. Yeah, off TV again for some reason. So his entrance feels flat. The new ring gear uh, is gonna has some funny memes. Yeah, going around down there, and yeah, Ricochet does this thing where they bring somebody up and they need like to somebody to sell. And then <laughs> I feel like he's just on the top of Vince's list for like somebody needs to lose and sell. Okay, call Ricochet. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, carrying uh, cross, you're screwed. Okay, so you're Adam Cole right now, right? You're contemplating <laughs> your future, and you see the former dominantly booked NXT champion coming to uh, the ring dressed as if he's on his way to an orgy. What do you say to yourself? Do you say, yeah, that's where I want to be? That's who I want making these decisions? You can't, no. right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems, why the fuck would you? No, if yeah, I would have very almost no faith in anything like that. Absol well. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, then we get John Morrison coming out to host Moist TV, and he brings out his guest Logan Paul to a big chorus of booze. Huge booze. You get more booze than SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know he plays into it well. Uh, I think he knows he knows his reputation. So, anyways, they're doing the little thing. Miz comes out to interrupt, take over the interview, and he just insults Paul, gets in his face. Morrison's like, hey, Miz, you're stealing my show. You make everything about you. And Miz is like, I'm just trying to get you some views. Moist TV is a direct spinoff of my show, and uh, which I gave to you out of the goodness of my heart. So, Logan Paul just leaves the situation, and Miz says, I should have been fighting for titles at SummerSlam instead of being shot with a water gun. And they just yell at each other until Xavier comes out because he's supposed to fight the Miz. But uh, this dissension between Miz and Morrison, they're clearly clearly on uh, on the outs. Rocky roads. And um, yes. yeah, I don't think there's anybody. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's any superstar with the level of heat that Logan Paul gets, apparently, uh, <laughs> when he shows up. I think Vince is keeping him around for the heat. Yeah, I mean, it's good heat. It's good heat. Uh I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the end game is. I, he's, they're obviously on good terms, though, because he shows up multiple times. Yeah, he shows up, but... <clears throat> Anyways, Xavier takes on Miz. Morrison on the outside sprays the floor with the water to make the slip and slide. But Miz is the one who gets tossed into it and so slides into the steel steps. Uh, yeah, Xavier hits a topic in Hero. Morrison tries to spray him, but misses. Xavier rolls up Miz, gets the win. So Miz is pissed off, um, but then he says to Morrison, hey, let's just grab some dripsticks and forget about it. They shoot them into the crowd together, but then Miz attacks Morrison from behind, 
beats the crap out of him. So the friendship is now over. Miz leaves Johnny drip drip, beaten down into a puddle. Into a puddle. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Jomo. Jomo going big baby face. Renew a rivalry. Yeah. I'm sure they had many years ago. Yeah, the crowd's been cheering Johnny, so this is the right move. One of the rare times where they're actually leaning in and going with what the crowd wants. Wow. <laughs> I feel like uh, this is one of those instances, though, where whatever the finale ends up being, like, The Miz can't keep up with John Morrison. He can't. Like, I mean, not. Like, uh, in the in-ring kind of thing, you know? It's uh, yeah. one of those things I'm going to be like, ah, oh, like, I hope the ending... You know, am I stacking my cards too high? Because remember, like John Morris, what was it? Joe Mo Ricochet? Yeah, they had some great matches. Bangers. Bangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess this one will be more about the storytelling. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, we'll see. But we go off-site to 24-7 uh, champ Reggie, where he's out and about getting some ice cream uh, when Truth and Tezawa ambush. So he's like, no, have some ice cream, friends. And he just... Gives him the ice cream, try, climbs up a tree, jumps off the truck, does a flip, drives away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too crazy this week. Nah. Uh, still, get, then we get, still getting airtime, though. Yeah, they still like him. Uh, and it's funny that it's, it's it, like, we don't see this thing on SmackDown at all. Whoever's, like, Paul Heyman's over there, just like, absolutely fucking not. We're not having the 24-7 title here. Yeah, and they don't need it. No. <laughs> uh, then we get Mansoor taking on Jinder Mahal. And, uh, yeah, Jinder's in control. He gets Mansoor in the corner and just keeps on beating him down, and he won't break at the ref's count. So uh, the ref calls for the bell. DQ. A DQ. Yeah. It's too bad. I mean, technically, Mansoor wins, so, hey. Good for him. Way to go. <laughs> but not like this. No, not, not like this. Uh, but then the new Raw Women's Champion, your queen, Charlotte Flair, comes out, cuts her, uh, yeah, her standard Charlotte heel promo. I win the title. I'm the best. Uh, when Alexa Bliss and Lily come out to introduce themselves. So uh looks like Bliss might be the next in line for a shot. Hmm. And it's been quite a while since she's been in the mix for the title, so. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We'll see. I know you're. I know this Lily thing still. I don't know. I, I don't just, know. Is uh, I don't know. Charlotte selling for Lily would be weird. Yeah, Charlotte's better than this. Like, you know, like <coughs> yeah, Charlotte can't sell for a fucking magic spot or something. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but then we get some women's tag team action. Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the team that'll never go away. Hadn't, well, we haven't seen Shayna in, uh, like, a month. That's true. I guess it's been all Nia. Mm -hmm. uh, but Nikki and Nia, they have this odd chemistry together. They work well together. Um, so Nikki hits a big crossbody to the floor. Um, crowd was much kinder to Nikki tonight than they were at SummerSlam. <laughs> Uh, but eventually, Rhea hits Shayna with the Riptide, gets the win for her team. And, uh, so yeah, still no word on those tag, those women's tags. Belts. Yeah, they've, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're oh. always missing in action, it seems. Like Tamina and Natalia still have them. Yeah, I mean, Natalia came back and fought, so, I don't know. 
whatever. Uh, Riddle comes out next. Just kind of talks about the journey RK, RK Bro has been on to win the tag titles. And he introduces his partner, Randy Orton. And they've got a bunch of balloons in the ring. They've got the, the red carpet set up for this championship celebration. So we get a big pyro display. The crowd's chanting RK Bro. Riddle tells Randy that friendship is just as important as championship. And uh, so he went and got him something special. As he pulls out a custom scooter for Randy. It's got his name on it. It's got hearts. It's even got purple tassels on the handlebar. That gave me a little chuckle. <laughs> Crowd popped for it. Uh, and then Randy's just kind of like, uh, okay. And he takes the gift. But then AJ Styles interrupts. Slings some insults at him. And, of course, leads us to the main event of AJ versus Riddle. Who, uh, you know, you're always going to get a good match out of these two. Mm-hmm. So. And that's what we got. Good back and forth. AJ hits a burning hammer at one point for big two count. Uh, and then on the outside of the ring, Omos and Randy start going at it. Uh, and that new scooter comes in handy. Orton smacks Omos with it. Back in the ring, Riddle hits the bro Derek. Gets the big win. Him and Orton celebrate as the crowd roars. <gasps> roars. It was yeah. weird to book a match with AJ and Riddle like the day after their kind of respective teams just... Had the match, you know, maybe a bit weird, I don't know, but it seems like could have been one of those, hey, we need a good match to close the show. Yeah. <laughs> AJ. two of your top guys Riddle. to call on. Come on uh, in. Yeah. But uh, that was their Monday Night Raw. I swear, find trying to find, like, a bad AJ Styles match is trying to find, uh, like, a leprechaun or something. I don't know. What else is difficult to find? What else is famously <laughs> difficult to find? Yeah, no. <coughs> a four-leaf clover? Yeah, like even his matches with James Ellsworth were good. Even the matches with James <laughs> Ellsworth. Remember when Dean Ambrose does, he's the ref, and does the one, two, and then he holds the three? <laughs> yeah, even like everything he yeah. does is just top Phenomenal. Up. And truly, I don't get it. I don't get it. That's that's him. Everyone, you, you should, anyone should strive to be as good at something as AJ Styles is as professional wrestling. That's, I think, the, <laughs> just kind of anything. You know, if you're a... If you're a plumber, you should try to be as good at plumbing as AJ Styles is at professional wrestling. That's 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 Sunday. how we're gonna end the. Uh, that's we're gonna how we're end Roman and Night Raw. Um, let's go to Tuesday because it's Tuesday, and you know what that means. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. So. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, all these rumors of NXT rebranding, re- well, not rebranding, but kind of rebuilding, reshaping the show. And, uh, who knows where we're going to go from here. But for now, it's still the golden black brand. It's still the Skullbird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, we kick off the show with the new Million Dollar Champ, Cameron Grimes, coming out with his buddy Ted. And uh, DiBiase just puts Grimes over as being worthy to carry on the legacy of the Million Dollar Champ. And Grimes thanks him for everything, but where do I go now? Ted says, you know where, to the moon! And then money shoots out, rains down upon the crowd. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, just a happy little thing there. Yeah, fun little celebration at the beginning. Uh, but there's going to be no fun in this next match. Ridge Holland takes on Timothy Thatcher. Just two of the mean mugginest fellows you'll see on this show. 
Uh, yeah, just lots of heavy strikes, good submissions. Eventually, Holland hits his fire thunder driver to get the statement victory. And uh, afterwards, a fight breaks out between everyone. And Danny Birch makes his return to help Lorcan and Pete Dunne. Nice to see him back. Yeah. Uh, and then Holland hits Thatcher in the throat with his nightstick. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was that. Yeah. Chompa was out there as well. Love the Thatch Man. <laughs> Love the Thatch yeah. Man. Didn't quite click, though. But, you know, this new, uh, this is new look NXT, right? That we're making ourselves going towards. And maybe Ridge Holland is that kind of, you know, larger than life kind of younger guy already. Or, you know. I don't know. He could be. Yeah. He, this guy could be like 34 for all we know. But yeah, he has that. <laughs> he has that maybe new look to him. Yeah, Tim Thatcher. He's. Uh, we love Thatcher, man. But I don't think Vince would look at him and be like, "That's a star." No. <laughs> He'd no. probably be like, "What is that toothless? He works for me. <laughs> he works for me." <laughs> see an eight, See you. Uh, see you on Rampage there, Thatcher. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, we go backstage where Index are interviewed. And they reveal their wedding date, which will be Tuesday, September 4th. We're having a wedding. Well, who knows? They say September 4th, 14th. Or 14th, sorry. I think 14th, it was. Yes, but yeah. I don't know. We're pre-taped now. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, so be sure to check your RSVP if you were form- if you were formally invited. Because if you show up on the 14th, I guarantee this thing will be pre-taped. Well, either way, uh, we're getting a good old wedding. Beth Phoenix is ecstatic. She's excited. I hope she, uh, who knows, maybe she can, uh, you know. Uh, maybe she'll get... be like the, the planner or the, uh, the officiant. She can, she can officiate. Called. Yep. She can, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, the, you know, hold hold the flowers or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either way, she's got to be involved. Maybe she'll be a bridesmaid. There you go. Yeah. Uh, then we get Team Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter taking on JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, who, uh. I like I like both of them, but uh, wasn't their night as Team KC they hit their 450 splash neckbreaker to get the win. Um, who are the NXT Women's Tag Champs? Uh, EO and Zoe. Okay, thank you. But I feel like they haven't even fought. They've had those segments, but they haven't even fought. I mean, I had I had to ask I had to ask the question. Yeah, no, I almost forgot there for a second. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, it's yeah. Where are they? Where are they? I don't know. They're just going out for sushi and stuff. I don't ask me. I don't know. Oh well. Uh, we get Valentina Forez, some new girl from Brazil, taking on Kaylee Ray here from the UK. Uh, she just makes short work of her opponent, hits the nice gory bomb to get the dominant win in her NXT debut. Debut. Uh, during this match, though, I what I noticed more was the, I don't know if you did see this, did you hear about this, um, a little advertisement banner um, when, they, when, they, when they zoomed in to Valentina Feroz or whatever. Uh, live from Atlanta on New Year's Day. New pay-per-view titled WWE Day One. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard about uh, this new pay-per-view. Do we know what day that is? Is that on a Sunday? January 1st? I, 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 oh, I didn't, I, didn't look, uh, I didn't look actually into the calendar. I just saw January 1st, and I was like, oh, New Year's Day or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this is, you know, fucking specific to... Um, it's a Saturday. Good, so good pay-per-view day. 
Yeah. Uh, who knows if this is a WWE, is this an NXT thing, WWE thing? We know shit is changing. Will NXT be pre-taped for the next September, October, November, four months? Possibly. I don't know. I heard USA Network is like, uh, hey, we didn't pay for a tape show. We paid for a live show. Yeah, they're so. probably pissed. When are we getting on the road, too? <laughs> probably never <laughs> for NXT. That's too bad. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Then we get new NXT champion Samoa Joe comes out, cutting a promo about his win, being the first ever three-time champ, and he's waiting for his next challenger now. So Pete Dunn's the first one to answer the call. He wants that match against Joe, but then LA Knight comes out. He wants in on this, but then Kyle O'Reilly comes out. He wants it too. So fight breaks out. Ciampa comes out as well. Uh, I think he's there. He helps Joe, and the two of them stand tall. Yeah, stand tall. Everyone comes out at this. Uh, yeah, everyone that's kind of in the mix for the top title there. Yeah, I think later that night, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch uh, want a shot at MSK, who we also, I feel like, haven't seen in a little while. Yeah, yeah, they didn't make the takeover card. But yeah, this seems similar to when Karrion Cross was the champ. We had that five-way match between just kind of like everybody who's around the area of should be getting a shot. Yeah, um, yeah Peter Dune. Ellie Knight, Kyle O'Reilly, who was in that match. You know, a couple of those guys were in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Either way, though, hopefully Joe can hold this title for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but then we go to the parking lot where Grimes Uh-oh. is talking to Ted. Uh-oh. <laughs> he says, Ted, you are the only million-dollar man. And he gives him his championship back. But DiBiase says, no, kid. You're the million-dollar champ. And then he hands it back to him. But then Grimes is like, hey, this feels different. And then he reads the back. It says, WWE Shop Replica. And DiBiase just laughs and drives off in his limo. <laughs> Getting the last laugh. Way to go, uh, way to go, DiBiase. Yeah, but I was kind of confused. Is, is the million-dollar title still around, or is this him giving it up? Because he's got the replica. Oh, like, is it still uh, canon? Yeah, are they going to be like, no, it's gone now. That was It had its little two months, and now we're going to retire it like we always do. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out. Yeah. Uh, but then we go backstage. I think Kyle O'Reilly and Duke Hudson get into a scuffle. So I guess they'll have a little thing. Yeah, I think he made some bad jokes, too. That's all I really remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess, uh, yeah, Duke Hudson, he's one of those next crop of guys that they're into. So, uh, yeah. The new crop, baby. It's coming out. It's coming up. That's right. And it's coming up next as we have the final of this NXT breakout tournament. Carmelo Hayes taking on Odyssey Jones. Winner gets a title shot of their choosing. Um, although I don't think Odyssey Jones will be challenging for the cruiserweight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this whole tourney, it's kind of been big man versus little man matches. So let's finish it off with that. Uh yeah, big man Odyssey just tosses Carmelo around the ring, but Jones is high flying, hitting some nice cruiserweight moves, and uh, yeah, his top rope scissor kick. He gets cut open at one point, I think, as well. But uh, yeah, eventually Odyssey hits him with a big splash, goes for the cover, but Carmelo rolls him up into a crucifix and gets a three count. So Carmelo Hayes, your breakout tournament winner on a roll up. Crucifix roll up. It's a bit better. 
a bit, yeah, marginally, or you know, it's by, <laughs> by tiny, tiny margin. Uh, yeah, Carmelo Hayes feels fun. Uh, you know, this was probably the best of these of these tournament matches that we've had. At least it felt like the only one that probably lasted more than seven minutes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I definitely don't see him challenging Samoa Joe, but Carmelo versus Swerve, Carmelo versus Kushida. Kushida! Okay. I'd say take that one. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to, you know, safer bet, yeah. go for that. But Anyways, after that, we get Boa taking on Zion Quinn, which, I mean, if I'm picking a wrestling name, that's... I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. Zion, yeah, because yeah, it's not spelled how you think Zion would be spelled. Zion Quinn. I mean, X and Q. Are it's just more like Zyl. Like it's it's like xylophone. You know. So I see Zy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Zia Lee's a great name. I love Zia Lee. Uh, but speaking of, uh, I mean, Boa. Boa was out here with Mei Ying, and Zia's nowhere to be found. This is Tian Shaw's just a two-man group right now. This whole thing has really, really cooled off since uh, the summer, or since, yeah. since earlier on in the summer. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've heard that Zia Lee's been wrestling dark matches on Raw or SmackDown. So. Oh, yeah, okay. Who knows? But, I mean, without her, I mean, and Mei Ying doesn't fight, the whole group is kind of falling apart because Boa doesn't do too much. Or we, we don't even know who Mei Ying is. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Boa's in control. Mei Ying stands up, signals to him to end it. But then Quinn catches him with a running forearm and gets the win. Just a big upset. Like, what the fuck? In like a minute. Felt Even like. the finisher was a weird move. Just a regular forearm. I don't know. Whole thing was weird. Uh, like you said, Tian Shaw's really cooled off after really, I don't know, having that cool build up for a few months. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool and different and interesting. And now it's just kind of like, meh. Yeah. Uh, but that brings us to the main events of the evening. Six-man tag. Hit Row taking on Legato Del Fantasma. You know, these two just been going at it, building up for a while here. So, match was fine. Everyone has their little moments. Um, even B-Fab getting involved on the outside. But uh, the big moment for me was Top Dollar showing amazing strength as he picks up both Joaquin and Raul on his shoulders. And then Escobar jumps at him and he catches him as well. So he's holding all three men at once. That's like... I don't know, 600, 700 pounds Up, of beef. It could be upwards <laughs> of that. A lot of beef. Yeah, that was very impressive. Uh, and then on the outside, B-Fab nails Escobar on the floor. But then this other woman shows up, Electra Lopez, they call her. She attacks B-Fab with a pipe uh, and then tosses it in the ring at Swerve. He catches it, which distracts him. And uh-oh, deadly roll up. Three count. Legato get the win. Uh, I know two three two roll ups in a row. Beep. Yeah, I wouldn't have booked that that way, but uh, Legato of even the numbers, the Selector Lopez is here to save. Yeah, we said that last week. We need to even up these numbers for the inevitable mixed tag things. You know what though? This was a lot of fun. I think the long-awaited kind of meeting between the two groups. We're gonna get another one, and these guys in. Um, like these guys in Hit Row are really making a case for themselves as uh, in, in the in the Rookie of the Year shooty category. Guys like uh, Top Dollar and uh, you know, hey, even Ashanti the Adonis. You know, somebody yeah. who you know we didn't you know we knew of, but uh, now you no know, rebranded, put on the show. Yeah, much and more. 
2021, him and Top Dollar have been uh, making some waves. It's been great to see. Yeah. No, the Top Dollar, that, that triple man slam was very impressive. And uh, now we'll finally get to see B-Fab in a match, it looks like. So I'm excited for that as well. More Rookie of the Year potential. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was it. That was your NXT. That was the entire episode of NXT. Not bad. Gotta say, let's move on then, shall we? Uh, let's move to the next very night because we have the big CM Punk's first Dynamite appearance is coming up. Uh, so we have Ollie Wrestling. Dynamite. AEW. All Elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. There was some great behind-the-scenes footage on uh, this week's edition of Being the Elite uh, from the gorilla position direct right before Rampage. Oh, so yeah. you can hear the crowd in the back and then CM Punk, you know, and then it's it's really funny. He uh, he kind of looks back at the people in Gorilla and does this like, Me? Is that me? <laughs> and then uh, he goes up, and you can hear, you know, it's it, it must have been, you know, it must have been the loudest possible arena you could be in. And then back there, and the camera goes out, you know, and then he walks out, the crowd goes nuts, and the camera pans over to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks just looking super not impressed. <laughs> Doing one of those little, like, yada yada Staying hand gestures, just like, Pff. Yeah. <laughs> they're scoffing, they're, ho- they're, uh, they're puffing. Um, although they were the ones who, you know, made it abundant, at least Kenny Omega was the one who made it abundantly obvious <laughs> that, that he was going to be there. We kick off this week's episode of All Eat Wrestling Dynamite with a match between Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy. That's right. Uh, early on, Hardy mocks Cassidy by doing the hands in the pockets r- routine, but instead he pulls out wads of cash, which is kind of funny, mm-hmm. but, uh, Yeah. Uh, Hardy hits a nice crucifix bomb for a two count, and then Cassidy hits a big crossbody off the top rope, which appeared he smashed Hardy in the face. I don't know what uh, hit what, but yeah, he got busted open. Yeah, possibly breaking his nose because it was just leaking a ton of ton of blood out of it. Um, uh, but then Orange Cassidy he climbs to the top rope, does the Hardy taunt, and then puts his hands in his pockets, hits a nice swanton bomb. Uh, and then he steals Hardy's twist of fate as well for big two count. Goes for the orange punch, but Hardy counters, uh, looking for the leech. But then Cassidy counters that, rolls him up. Uh, but I think you can enjoy this roll up at least, because as he does the roll up, he puts his hands in his pockets for a cool pin. Gets a three count. See, now that's how you roll somebody <laughs> up. Yeah, you put your hands in your pockets and you push down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very just, you know, you know, it's it's, it's an opener, right? We can either yeah, open it That was fun. We can either open an episode of Dynamite with a tag with a hot tag or Orange Cassidy slash Darby Allen. There's two ways you yeah. can open up an AEW <laughs> show. And it's uh we we kinda went with the Orange Cassidy way this time. He's just you know, he's just so over. You see those first few rows of crap. Yeah, they everyone's all got, got their, their fucking aviators on. on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh it was a lot it's of great. fun. There's always a couple kids just full dressed up. Full Cassidy. Yeah. You love seeing it. You love seeing it. Love it. Next up, uh, we have um, uh, in the ring, actually, coming down to the ring, Chris Jericho coming to discuss his AEW future live. Now, remember, you can get your tickets for Fozzie's summer tour. They called it something (laughs) like Save the World or something. I don't know. 
Uh, but Chris Jericho comes down to the ring looking like a motherfucking rock star. Hair longest, possibly the longest Chris Jericho hair we've ever seen in the 30 plus years of his career. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, yeah, so his loss to MJF, it's driving him crazy. Uh, he calls MJF out so he can find a way to end this once and for all. He proposes one final match at All Out. And if I can't beat MJF, then maybe I don't belong in AEW anymore. So if you beat me, uh, I will never wrestle again in AEW. He did make a fun little comment where he said, uh, I'll, I'll sit on that commentary table. And, but I was like, yeah, ooh, I don't know page. if everybody wants you there either. I don't know if people yeah, want you. Full time? I don't know, I don't know if people want you on, uh, doing commentary one an hour a week. Um, yeah. MJF comes out and, uh, yeah, responds. You know, he, he cuts his standard braggadocious promo and accepts the challenge for the match at All Out. And uh, yeah. what's being advertised right now is just a standard singles match. But, God, another match between these two? What is the fourth? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because MJF had a shirt that said MJF 3, Jera Blow 0, so 3 and a half. Pick it up, awshop.com. <laughs> I don't think so. But, yeah, unless uh, unless there's something to happen to swerve us in the middle of this match uh, that will lead to Chris Jericho's win. I don't know. I mean, the guy is fucking 55, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like, mean, and, and uh, you know, Chris Jericho will be the first to tell you, uh, just being Chris Jericho, that he's the reason why AEW started off so successfully, which is fine. You can tell us that all he wants. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but eventually, like, you know, we have Punk. We're, we don't need, we don't need the Jericho bump anymore because we have CM Punk now. Like, you can kind of take a step back from television and fans won't be particularly disappointed because we have yeah. a new guy, you know, we have another new top star, top draw to bring people in. Just like we were saying about Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, like you can't re get rid of your best babyface, your top babyface, without replacing it with another top babyface. We can get rid of Chris Jericho because we have CM Punk now and all is li right in the world. You know, these stars have aligned for... Chris Jericho to live his actual dream, which is to be a rock star. <laughs> to be a rock star, Mike. You don't get it. You're not a rock star. I am a rock star. <laughs> uh, but my favorite line from this promo is when MJF says, Last week I tapped you out faster than somebody listening to a Fozzie CD. <laughs> I did so. go back to that uh, that clip that you said when the when the whole crowd was cheering the Fozzie theme, and then somebody very greatly in the middle, I was like, Fozzie sucks. <laughs> yeah. I found it. Yeah, it's totally up there on like the AEW. Uh, yeah, that was funny. page. Yeah. Uh, but yes, at the end, MGF's like, all right. Saying I can end the legendary Chris Jericho's career, I'll take the match. Fantastic. So, uh, but they do have time. Hopefully, they can add some sort of extra step because, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something at stake. Something at stake. Something. Jericho wants to blade. Let him blade. Yeah. Let him blade. <laughs> It'll be his last match ever. Uh, coming up next, we have uh, the next uh, matchup in that World Tag Team Championship Eliminator Tournament. Uh, and they were, they were still labeling it as a semi-final, like the one match prior. But you're like, oh, you don't, just don't call it anything in the first round and only call yeah. it a final in the last round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have the Varsity Blondes, of course, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr. taking on the Lucha Bros, uh, Ray Phoenix, and the Joker? No, nah, it's just Penta. Yeah. Um, Penta Joker. And the crowd is totally behind 
the Zero Miedo thing. Let's just get it out of the way. There was that one pay-per-view, or there was one match, I think, where I counted, and it was like, yeah, it was 12. He did it like 12 times <laughs> a match. But maybe it felt weird because it was that, like, um, that Daily's Place audience. You know, it's going to be a little bit different. But, you know, and now professional wrestling, we were in Milwaukee last night. Uh, like, if, I, if, 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 if he did Zero Miedo in fucking Toronto, I'd be screaming it every single time. Like, I'm just excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, great tag match here. You get a little bit of everything. Uh, Luchaboros, they eventually they just destroy Pillman Jr. with a series of stiff kicks, and then they hit an assisted package pile driver to get the win. Uh, so they'll go on to face Jurassic Express in the finals. Well, at the uh, I think the Bucks and the brothers were up there at the top of the uh, top of the ramp. Yeah. All thing after the match, Jurassic Express comes out to offer a little handshake, a little hey, may the best team win, and the Bucks kind of push them into uh, the uh, Lucha Brothers, and then uh, Tope con Heroes. You you get how it plays out. The baby faces <laughs> close the segment. You get it. Yeah, a little scuffle there. Uh, then we get some women's action. Jamie Hader taking on Rel- Red Velvet, and this was in the first hour of the show. Wow, so this was very rare. Yeah. Uh, so things were going well for the most part. Uh, Red Velvet hits a couple suicide dives, and the way she does it is unique. She just like lands flat on top of them instead of like on her feet, like most people. Yeah, it's just like yeah, uh, let's go down together. Just like bam, yeah. So it looks, I guess she's she's tinier, so she can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, you had Baker and Rebel at ringside, and you know Britt slams Velvet into the barricade behind the ref's back, and. Uh, yeah, she gets thrown off the stage into another barricade, knocking over these $12 beers on the floor. <laughs> uh, and then the, the weirdest spot of the year, maybe, I've ever seen where uh, back in the ring, Red Velvet goes for a standing moonsault. But then she just flips over Hater and misses it completely. Just I've lands ne- flat. I didn't think that could happen. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, so she just kind of laid down just, yeah, I don't know. She just overshot it. So weird. Shit happens. But, uh, shit happens. Uh, Jamie takes advantage, hits a massive clothesline from hell to get the win. Um, yeah, for the most part, I thought the match was good, other than that really confusing moonsault. <laughs> but, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, they go to beat down Red Velvet some more until Chris Statlander comes out to make the save. And this is the first time I've ever seen her in street clothes. Uh, she had like a jeans and a t shirt on. Wow. I thought she was like an alien. I didn't think she dressed like that. <laughs> but uh, she's the number one ranked woman. She uh, tries to get a hold of Britt Baker, but she slips away. But uh, I'm hoping that's your all-out title match. That will certainly be an all-out title match, I'm sure. If it's not booked yeah. already, it's got to be. Book it. Book it. We go backstage where uh, there's some fighting going on amongst the Dark Order. You know, Alex Reynolds just kind of tells Evil Uno off. You know, he's always he's like, just because your name has one in it doesn't make you the leader. So, uh, yeah, some, the, you know, since Hangman's left, they've, yeah, they haven't been on the same page. All we need is Bray Wyatt to come in and be like, gentlemen, it's okay. <laughs> the new savior, the new leader. Yes. Amen. Could be leading to that. We very well could be. Uh, but. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Tony Schiavone's in the ring to interview CM Punk in his first Dynamite appearance. 
So he comes out to another huge ovation. Tons of chants throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah, Punk can barely even hear Tony. So he has to repeat his question. And yeah, he just says, what was the one thing that brought you back? And Punk says, it's the young roster. Guys like Penta, Jungle Boy, Phoenix. But there's one guy before all those names. Darby Allen Starts with him. So, uh, you know, I'm going to start with Darby to answer the question. If I can still be the best in the world. And then the crowd chants, yes, yes, yes. And Punk says, that's somebody else's shtick. You might just have to be a little bit more patient. <laughs> so like, Woo! What a tease. What a tease. Uh, that was uh, the biggest moment of the night. That was the biggest moment of the night. That was the biggest moment of the Honestly, night. Honestly, yeah. this show could have faded to black And it was right off there. the cuff. It was off the cuff. I mean, And he did it with a little cheeky smile on his face like, eh, yeah. eh, 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 eh. <laughs> It's another one of those things, you know, without anyone saying his name, we all know it's coming. But, he's uh, coming, of course. He's coming. Maybe even on this day, September 5th. Uh, Darby Allen faces CM Punk. But uh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We're getting we're getting Daniel Bryan. We're getting Adam Cole. We're getting Bray Wyatt. Bring him on. Bring him on. Bring him on, baby. Um uh, It's kind of weird though, because then this episode of Dynamite kind of turns into an episode of Dark. The, the I'll be matches. honest, the rest of this the, <laughs> this felt like the longest episode of Dynamite ever. We get two trios matches. One, the fucking whatever those guys are called with uh, with Moxley, Kingston, and Darby. We kind of get a repeat of that same kind of trios thing that we did last week. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, they were facing Ryan Nemeth, JD Drake, and Caesar yeah. So Rinaldi. it's like the same thing. It's like we just like you know we kind of have these top. Th we have these three huge baby faces. Like, yeah. Very lopsided on star power in this match. Yeah, exactly. And then it was kind of like, you know, it was just kind of boom, boom, coffin drop, win. Yeah. Uh, and, Danny and this was on the heels of the Daniel Bryan announcement. Like like we said, we could have stopped the show right there. Yeah, you would have thought, you know, CM Punk's first dynamite, you want to stack the card with a bunch of big names, get people to watch. But uh, Not really. anyways, yeah. Uh, then in between matches, we had Tony back in the ring to interview Kenny, but then Don Callis just steals the microphone and cuts a promo on Christian, so Christian comes out to respond, calls Don a carny piece of shit. They kind of show some old footage of, I guess Christian used to work for Don or something. I, guess, I guess so, yeah, in some kind of Canadian yeah. wrestling promotions. Yeah, I didn't know all that history, but anyways, the crowd chants piece of shit. They go back and forth verbally. The elite jump Christian until Frankie Kazarian comes out, makes a save. Makes save because, you know, all, all signs are still pointing to Cage Omega, uh, uh, the rematch, you know, here on September 5th, which is uh, which is great. You know, um, the main event will be hopefully CM Punk and Darby Allin. But uh, wherever it falls, I mean, the first match was great. I'd love to see a second one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then we have another one of these trios matches. With uh, now this one, yeah, with this was definitely a dark match, yeah, kind of like the whatever the factory or whatever, and then the taking on club. the gun club. Pa, Big Show was there, Paul White was there on commentary again, just like, yeah, that made me feel even more like elevation because he just know. the commentary. It was just so weird, it happened, and um, yeah, Colton Gunn got the three count too, yeah, like is, I said, 26 yeah. and 0, <laughs> yeah, so they're just quietly. <laughs> But it's main event. Let's just get to the fucking main event. Because for some reason, Malachi Black is taking on Arn Anderson's son. Uh, named Brock. 
Yeah. Again, weird yeah. name to choose if you're in the professional wrestling business. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get that match. Uh, Malachi Black's entrance is still cool as hell. It lasted, yeah, awesome. I think, longer than uh, the <laughs> Cody's match did, uh, but probably not by much. Uh, we get, you know, the big old fucking black mask to the face that Brock Anderson took like a champ. Um, yeah. And then we get the black mask to the chest, which Arn Anderson also took pretty well. Well, one thing I didn't like is the first time he goes for it, Arn Anderson blocks the black mask. I saw that too, and then I was like, "What?" I'm like, "This old man should not be. Nobody should be blocking. Nobody that black mask should be right blocking now. that thing, Arn Anderson. He well, he does have the scouting reports often. You know, he has that little piece <laughs> of paper, or whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, but so obviously Malachi Black gets the gets the win. But before any more damage can be done, Lee Johnson comes out and makes the save there. Um, and that was weird as well. It's like, who the hell is Lee Johnson to come out? To make this to end the show, I don't know. Because Black walked away, he's like, I don't want to fight Lee Johnson. Like, I don't know. Cody? The Why whole, not Cody? This, this the whole second half of this dynamite was a little off. Obviously, you can't fucking win them all. It just felt. Weird. Yeah. No, it was just yeah. It really was a weird. I mean, the CM Punk is gonna get you the rating either way. But I would have thought like stack the card because those extra hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people will give them something to stick around for. It's a big difference. Yeah, it really can be. But uh, but that was dynamite. God, Jesus Christ, Mike! That was the entire wrestling professional wrestling week. It was stacked and packed. So let's give out our final award of the day, which is our wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler. It wasn't even a decision for me, Mike. Uh, not only uh, not only winning a championship is going to you know uh, put you over. Not only is end not only is ending it uh, ending a historically long reign going to do it, but and, and it's because I'm always David. I'm a little guy. <laughs> I'm a little guy, and life has been full of Goliaths my entire life, and to see that story play out so perfectly and so fulfillingly, Ilya Dragunov, obviously, you're the fucking Wrestler of the Week, my man. Yeah, Wrestler of the Week, uh, I mean, even based on one match here, this could be Breakout Star of the Year. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. Uh, yeah, one of the best matches of the year. It's in contention for it. Uh, I will fully agree. Ilya Dragunov, wrestler of the week. Um, yeah, I mean, Walter as well. He held up his end. Every Walter match I've ever seen has, has been, been good. Every yeah. single one is good. <laughs> like, yeah, five-star title reign all around. Uh, but Dragunov, you're the man. You're the man, Dragonov, and that's the entire podcast, folks. Thanks for listening to the Shoot Brothers. Right, real life side. The show is everywhere. We'll be back. Uh, no pay per views this weekend. God, it feels felt like we just went to Saudi, but we have to build because all out. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going back to Saudi. They did announce I that too. Yeah. We're going back to Saudi. <laughs> we're going back to Saudi. In Crown Jewel. October or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Um, they announced it right after the women's match. Yeah, but we have All Out uh, coming up in a few weeks, and we still got to build out that card. I really can't wait, and uh, that's all I got. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, we'll see where everything goes. See what Becky Lynch is saying on Friday. Oh, amen. Waiting for that. Okay, Mike, you take care of yourself. Have a good one. Two.